Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up? Oh, I'm just compiling all the top sports scores, news, and odds so I can make the very best bets. Me too. BetOnline.ag. Join today and receive your 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline.ag. All right, everybody. Welcome to an edition of CLNS's Garden Report Live. That's an amalgamation of the old Celtic Stuff Live and the Garden Report. Uh, my name is John Duke. I'm a co-host of Celtic Stuff Live, going back for the back in the dark ages of podcasting. But uh, this is a very special show. This is a one-off show. This is a, a weird one-off show that we've got here tonight. I've got myself, and I've got the founder of CLNS Media, Mr. Nick Gelso, who also goes back into the dark ages with myself. And we're here tonight. We're, we're going to take your calls. We're going to take your – we want to hear from you, the listeners, the tweeters, the, the Twitterers, the, the tweets, all you folks. We want to hear from you at some point. Uh, but first off, first off, before we go down that road, uh, Nick and I are going to talk a little bit about Kyrie Irving, and this is all about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is at the center of the NBA universe right now. He has all eyes on him. He has the city of New York almost entirely enraptured with what he's doing, what his nightlife is, where he's going during the daytime, everything Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. <laughs> And when they're not talking about the finals, frankly, I think they're talking more about the Kyrie, think about Kyrie, what, what Kyrie is doing than what's going on in the NBA finals right now. It's, it's all about Kyrie Irving. It's all about number 11, who wanted to see his number go up in the rafters. And Nick and I, Nick and I have, have been going back and forth about Kyrie throughout, I'd say, the latter part of the season. And we've, you know, we were kind of going back and forth and coming from it from different perspectives. And it's uh, we you know we were kind of talking like this is a great opportunity. We got the airwaves. Nick's got a point of view. I got a point of view. And so uh, we really thought this is a great way to not just for us to kind of air out where we are on it. Justin won't put up with it on Celtic stuff live. So Nick and I, Nick was willing to do this. But also we wanted to give the, the, the listeners a chance too. So um, Nick, I, I'm we have never done a show. To, I mean we've done kind of weird shows together, but this is like the first time. You and I, man, have done this, so this is pretty cool. Well, I will say, hang on, let me get off speaker here. Cause I, oh. This, <laughs> John, uh, usually we're in agreement. I think over the last, what, like 11, 12 years, 10 years I've known you, we've been working together. Um, uh, the only time we ever disagreed was about another point guard, Rajon Rondo. <laughs> So <laughs> both temperamental. <laughs> yes, so this yes. is fun, man. But we did do a full off season. Was it 2009-10 that we kind of oh, me, gosh. you, me, Justin, Brandon, or something like that? I was at the final yes. one. 
Oh my gosh! Yeah, yes, that was right. fun. A decade ago. <laughs> yeah, a decade. Ago. I mean, and and that plays into like the whole. Uh, you know, this is a good opportunity, John, because you know you. For me, you know me a long time. Very few people who get me riled up on Twitter where I get emotional and kind of like morph into a troll baiter, right? Um, but this Kyrie thing has – I'll be honest with you, and I like the guy. John Corrales is the only one that could get me tweet emo- riled up as much as Kyrie has the last couple months. So I think this is a good opportunity to – um, air clear the air and and give the real reasons in a rational more than 240 character whatever it is character tweet on why I uh, have been so anti Kyrie. But first, tell me why you've been so pro Kyrie, man. I, no, Besides I think that went to Duke for a for a minute. Well, went to Duke for a minute. Well, let's be honest, right? It all starts there, right? <laughs> for mm-hmm. those of you who don't know, it's I not know just that. last name. I mean, this is. You know, I am a big <laughs> fan of the of, of the Blue Devils, and so you know, I have they, been on Kyrie, Team Kyrie for a while. Yes, but yes, I mean, yes. but to your to your point, like, okay, so why why do why am I you know Team Kyrie on this? Um, look, I I I don't look at Kyrie Irving as a as a perfect player. I don't look at his his conduct this season as perfectly, and I think you and I kind of started to see some of the similarities there, but I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to go the other side. I'm going to talk about what I liked about Kyrie. Okay. And I think yeah, it really like goes that. back to the 18 season, you know, and I saw, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, he got a little bit of flack for not being on the bench at the end of the year. He got a little bit of flack for, uh, you know, some of the comments and, and, you know, some of this and that, but, but really in the 2018 season, despite a really challenging season for the first time, really he had missed, you know, that type of bulk of time in the NBA season, he was a pretty solid citizen. I, I mean, was he the unquestioned leader, a, a descendant of Kevin Garnett? Absolutely not. But I thought he was absolutely a player, a piece to build off of someone who you could use as, uh, you know, a, a cornerstone of something to come. And then this year happened. And that's where I think <laughs> – I think you and I kind of I mean, somewhat agree to that point. And then when this year starts, uh-huh. then we get down, we're heading down a road where, okay, this is where the paths start to diverge. Because, I mean, certainly I was excited about the, the that he was, you know, opting in and saying, I'm going to stay if you'll have me and everything. Mm-hmm. It was red meat to the dogs, right? Mm-hmm. Things mm-hmm. didn't go well. Things did not go well this season. And that's not Kyrie's mm-hmm. fault. Uh, particularly early on, that was not Kyrie's fault. I think Kyrie did everything he could do in those first six, eight, 10, 12 weeks of the season to really try to lead this team and try to lead those players down the right road. I mean, he was, we were, I remember having shows with Justin and saying he's deferring too much. He needs to do more. He needs to, Mm -hmm. even though he didn't really have his legs about him, he could have done more. And then obviously mm-hmm. things change the second half of the season. Now, why right. that happened, you know, I look at what happened in, in mid, mid-January is really when the trade demand started from, from Anthony Davis. And yep. subsequently, the, you know, Rich Paul uh, started working through yeah. Chris and all that, including and, say, and then shortly after Anthony Davis, Kyrie wants to come to L.A., right? Now, that was subsequent to 
obviously the you know when things started going bad again, we had the Orlando thing, you know, the game in Orlando. After which Kyrie says, "I called Braun," and then we're Ooh, off uh, the race. The whole scrum, we're off sh- the whole scrum shrunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I haven't interrupted you yet. I've done so well. Go ahead. No, no, <laughs> it, it, and, and that's and see that's where I think from that point on, when he says, "I called Braun." A lot of people like, mm-hmm. whoa, what's going on here? A lot of people said, I'm going to take this off ramp here um, and started down a road away from Kyrie. I looked at this. I said, well, you know, look, he's he's I think he's I think he's the type of guy. And this is this is what informs the rest of that year for me. I think he's the type of guy that denies the realities that most of us live under. You know, in terms of <laughs> flatter, but but he denies the realities that you you know the way that the media works, the way that fans work, the way that organizations work. He's denying all of that and trying to forge his own path. And the problem is, is that to be a leader of a franchise or to be a a, a leading player, I don't believe you can do that in the NBA. Not not under those circumstances. Not when the entire weight of the world is on his shoulders. And over the next two to three weeks. I feel like the weight of the world collapsed upon him, and to the point where in February he had a horrendous February, horrendous February, oh, horrendous. Know? And and it started. You and I met for the first time end of January. That was the last after game that he years. sat the after New York ten game. years, John. After, after ten right. years, man. After ten years, <laughs> right, right. And it was, you know situation where it's like okay he's sitting and i understand you know you sit there's load management i'm all yeah that's fine but i remember watching the bench i was sitting you know at that the celtic end and you know you know kind of Mm -hmm. on on the baseline about 10 rows back and i'm just watching him you know he's not interacting with we talked about this exactly yeah not interacting with the rest of the team it's a little bit with jerome allen a little bit with mook a little bit with tatum not really anyone else And I thought that's weird. Mm-hmm. That's really strange. Why? Mm-hmm. Why is he pulling back from these guys, or is he just different? Now, does that mean he's a bad guy? No. Something happened. Everything that seemed before that that what went on with, you know, in Orlando and all that, he was a different guy. And whatever happened after it was different. And I don't know if that mm-hmm. continues to this day or not. But it feels to me, and maybe we'll get the real story, it feels to me that once this free agency situation is put to bed, Anthony Davis goes where he goes, Kyrie goes where he goes, and what have you, Kyrie is going to be the same Kyrie we were used to in 2018. So that's the basis of my argument, which is yeah. we caught it a bad time, and that was a problem. There are issues about whether or not that could happen again, mind you, but I felt like he did not cover himself in glory in that time. But apart from that, he generally had a pretty solid run and did things well enough to to want to keep him here and want him to be part of what we're going to do in the future. So it's up to you. You can kind of, yeah, as somebody who covers the team, you have a whole lot more uh, information or or backstory. Uh, or I don't have know about that. Yeah, I mean, all I have really is is uh, you know the the uh, what he's given the media uh, but I'm going to do the same thing you just did because John I got to tell you you narrated it pretty perfectly my version of events kind of coincides with yours so I just want to let me just clear the air here Kyrie Irving came got uh, Isaiah Thomas was traded before any of us knew how severe that injury was 
I was for the trade. I got killed on Twitter for bailing on Isaiah after what he did. And I just put my trust in Danny Ainge. Plus, I have been also a huge Kyrie fan, and I'm also a Duke fan. So, for the limited amount that I watch college. So, I came into 17-18 really optimistic about, obviously, the team like everybody else did. And, and Kyrie, from really from media day, training camp, media, media day into training camp, that entire season – he was a model citizen, man. He was a great leader. I I really respected the balls on him for, you know, kind of giving LeBron the, the, you know, the, the shaft and saying, listen, I'm going to forge my own path. And I, I really, and I, I would have felt that way had he gone anywhere. I mean, I think for somebody to say, I just don't want to you know play with this guy anymore or whatever, he's going to leave anyway. I, I give the guy credit. He came, he seemed to embrace and tentatively he seemed to embrace the 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 uh the trade, right? And uh I was there when Gordon and he, you know, they had their introductory press conference, you know, the famous what is it? Is it GIF or GIF? I I, I, GIF I flip a coin. I, every time I say it differently, I, I guess. <laughs> it's differently, yeah. So it's a GIF GIF. So uh, you know, every time everybody puts that, that GIF GIF out, I I was there, man. I was and you know, I'm not a, a beat reporter. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a. I'm not a writer. I love how the trolls are like. You know, who reads this guy's stuff anyway? It's like nobody because I haven't written since North Station Sports ten years ago. So, and when and I'm not allowed to write. I'm not even allowed to write because uh, though I I tell a good story, I, I my grammar's terrible. They got to edit it all. So, anyway. You know, I, I, and there were still people, the Isaiah people out there, you know, and uh, I defended Kyrie to the nines. And, I um, mean, he got injured. You know, the Celtics went on a big run in the playoffs. Did it bother me that he wasn't there game seven? I mean, I, I, I noticed. I mean, I think it, but it didn't to a point where uh, I was thinking Kyrie, I thought it was a bad look for him, but it wasn't the end of the world. All right. So then the, the offseason comes, this season comes around. Again, media day. I find Kyrie Irving, the, the the good mood Kyrie Irving, to be very compelling and charismatic, and and this is all off the court stuff I'm talking about here. Charismatic, engaging, and I like guys who think the earth is flat. Like, I mean, I I know I've heard the Kyrie stories. He clearly watched the Netflix documentary that I probably watched a week ago about the earth being flat. Whatever. He's punking the media. It's fun. I enjoyed all that. Um, you're right. Oh, so wait. Now, anybody, all those people who are saying, don't read this guy's work, and they don't even – they're probably calling me Gelso, and you know they don't even know how to pronounce my name. Um, like there's 10 years of content on me on YouTube everywhere. I mean I was probably the uh, – uh, the, the LeBron troller of all time. There's a there's a rant on there on YouTube that doesn't even make sense. I think I was drunk, right? So, <laughs> I you know I'm not kidding. So there is a whole body of like all like this Capote guy who appeared out of nowhere. So many of these tweeters appeared out of nowhere when the Kyrie controversy started. It's all there, guys. Go back on YouTube. You have two seasons worth of me praising Kyrie. One and a half seasons of me sticking up for praising. And just pretty much, you know, being a Kyrie guy, I was definitely right. that guy. I mean, we, we were up in the loads that day. We came and we talked, and I was like, 
we were both analyzing his body language because I didn't want I didn't want him to leave either. Uh, then comes the Bron call, right? So we're all in the locker room. I mean, you know how it is in a press scrum. You've covered the locker room. It's a freaking nightmare to begin with. Everybody's sweating on each other. You know, we all stink, right? So uh, everybody's there. And Kyrie, you know, he just never stops talking. But when he dropped that Bron quote, uh, I watched the entire – I think he felt like everybody was going to say, oh, that was really mature of you, Kyrie. But the entire scrum just kind of – and I think – you know, I, I, I think that uh, it was not, it was definitely like not intentional, but everybody's bo- body language just adjusted. And then when he threw out, uh, you know, about the young kids, you know, it was hard. I was one of those guys back then. Immediately what goes through my head is during the Cab series last year or the year before when on the Isaiah team, uh, it coming out after the fact that he was not speaking to any of his teammates. So I'm like, oh boy, you know, and this is what's going through my head. Yet, if you watch that game, the post game on that night, I still defended Kyrie on the Garden Report. I talked about, I spun it as a mature move. And I, I believe Goodman was on the, and no, he's not calling in, but I do believe Goodman was on that, that episode. And we know, you know, what, what Goodman's take is. So um, <laughs> then, yeah. Uh, Everybody knows Jeff, right? Jeff's take. It's been everybody knows Jeff Goodman. Yeah, right. man. I mean, he's. I had lunch with him today. Oh, did you? Okay, cool. Well, and, yeah, and let's I be did. clear. Yeah, it, it just as a, as a precursor here, Jeff also is on the opposite side of the Rondo thing than myself. Mm-hmm. So you know that. Yeah. It's funny how these things also kind of go go backwards. But anyway, I'm sorry. You you were you were. Well, saying. that came up at lunch today. That came up at lunch today because when I said John at first, he thought immediately thought Red's Army John. He's like, dude, oh, I was just looking. He was like, I was looking through my, uh, I guess, I don't know what he was lo- looking back on something that he needed for a column. And he's like, I came across a complete troll fest on me about Londo from John. I'm like, Duke, he's not the type to attack people. But I was corralled. No, right? never. So, no, I'm like different Duke, right? Or different John. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Well, I defended him that night. Okay. So now remember January, was the first month that the Celtics finally started to play somewhat to the expectations, the high expectations everybody had put upon them, and they had put on on themselves. So it was a good month. They had a great, they had a horrible schedule at the beginning of the season. I knew it was going to be a slow start. You're reintegrating superstars and on a team where they succeeded the year before without them. It was going to be rocky, um, but. January seemed to be the turning point. Jalen started to embrace his role. They had a great month. I forget the record, but it was a good month. And Kyrie had, um, ironically, I don't think it has anything to do with it, but he had his load management, LeBron issues, right? So load management, right? Let's think about that. So in my tweet, and I will openly admit when I'm wrong, I said, the next night he goes to MSG. That's not true because somebody called me out. I did the research. I think it's worse. So the Toronto game is the Bron game. That was the only time this season that I think I've ever saw him so psyched that he was, like, doing the KG thing with his jersey. Now, remember, that's kind of why the press scrum, I think, shrunk, right? So uh, that game, they're then, I think, going on the road. So it's Grenham, myself, and I believe Goodman, and I – we all agreed. Listen, they've been holding them out of games. The best thing to do is on Super Bowl Sunday or Super Bowl weekend, hold them out of New York. Don't put them in that 
in that uh, position, right? Mm-hmm. So he, I think he missed the previous two games. Then he goes to New York, and now here's where it starts. And this, as much as Kyrie uh, revved me up, out of disappointment, John, the fans just really, really, really got to me here because everybody started <laughs> saying he's going to leave because of the Boston media. I'm going to tell you something. I respect the Boston media, like, beyond belief, 99.9% of them, right? There's maybe, like, one or so that I I don't. But I, I all of them, I th- and I think, but for Kyrie, they were exceptionally fair. He got yeah. a lot of softballs. He was never yeah. pressed. MSG yeah. comes. He should not have, and it was a typical Kyrie move. I'm going to miss the previous two games, but then go to New York where I'm going to do in a ginormous media availability, right, and be a bitch. And that's exactly what he did. And it was then the narrative, and I hate this word, but the narrative started about the Boston media is running him out of town. And it's like, you people are obviously not paying attention, or you think Stephen A lives in, in Massachusetts because it, it was the Boston media had had been nothing but fair to him. Now, leading after that, the all the trade deadline, and my, my head's kind of spinning. I'll be honest with you, John, and again, everybody, this is speculation. I have no proof. It was like a gut instinct type thing. I, I defended Kyrie so much that it was in the back of my mind. Maybe, maybe Ainge was floating him out in trade rumors because we've seen that happen with Ray Allen. And maybe Kyrie caught wind of it. I'm, thinking, I'm trying to think of any way to defend this guy. Because it just makes no sense what he's doing. Um, well, there were rumors. And that there was, were rumors. Remember, remember that was early trade deadline, uh, and and there were rumors that that his name was floated out there. So, well, around that same time as the you. MSG weekend. So right for what it's he goes worth, out, you know. I, there was no. You're right. I I, I vaguely remember that I, because it was so AD driven, and then that the drama with the Pelicans and the Lakers, uh, AD's father, who you know doesn't want AD in Boston because of what happened to Isaiah, but yet he's doing this. I just, none of, all of it was bizarre, okay? So then comes February, and Kyrie suddenly goes on silent treatment mode, right? So, you know, there's the infamous 30-some word presser. You know, he talks to the media for 10 minutes and answers with 30 words. Um, I watched him literally, two respected journalists in that locker room, um, watched him disrespect them without saying a word yet, and this is no disrespect or slander towards uh, any in, towards the people I'm going to mention right now. I mean, I power to them. Rachel Nichols or Kristen Ledlow, that TNT, that Turner or that ESPN camera got in his face, smiles, charisma. I, I happen to remember the game right before the All-Star break, and – Mark Murphy asked him a really good question. I can't remember exactly what it was. He looked at him. He said, that's a stupid question. Ledlow was next up. The, the Turner thing comes up. So he had really ignored every question prior to with insulting. And then the Turner or ESPN or Turner, it was Ledlow. So it's, it was ESPN, right? She was ESPN? Yeah. Oh, I don't want no, that Ledlow, Ledlow's yeah. TNT. Yeah. Okay. So the Turner camera goes up and he turns into Uncle Drew again. And I'm and I, I turned to Joe Sway and I'm like, dude, is this the same guy? Like he was just so mad at the world. And okay, so it's right before the All Star break. He's on his free agency tour. Little did we know because he had me at least buffaloed completely. Okay, so then 
I can keep going with this. There's so many indications. No, it's good. So no, many no. things can be done. Yeah, yeah. So then, uh, uh, oh man. Okay. So then there was the 30 word presser that was after the fact. And he went out all star weekend and believe me when I tell you the nonsense about reading his lips in the hallway with KD, like that shit's annoying. Like I didn't do that. Like, I, I mean, that's just feeding the, the media fire, right? Because that's, that's been the, the job. The media has been doing this since the invention of the, the printing press. This is not Kyrie didn't invent media sensationalism. Okay. Um, so I, but I'm not I'm watching. I'm like, dude, that's just stupid. Like, that's dumb, right? That's not. It can't be. He comes back from the All Star break, and again, any other trolls that are listening, if the timeline's a little out of whack, realize, you know, maybe I messed up the timeline, but the facts are there. Comes back. I can't remember the game, dude. Uh, but they got massacred for lack of effort. Um, we're in the locker room, and Kyrie was. Remember how KG used to make us all wait. He didn't mind the KG because it was KG. Well, Kyrie makes makes every wait like ninety minutes. He he's in the side room with Ainge and Stevens. So again, when you're looking at the schedule, put this together with the West Coast trip. He's in the side room with Stevens and and uh, Danny forever. He finally comes out. Now again, John, you know the press or the the PR. You know the team can hold him out from the media. I mean, look at Kawhi, right? But Kyrie had to, to had to show himself to the media after every single game, which I'm not going to complain about. That drew a ton of, of uh, eyeballs to our content, which, by the way, is full-length locker room pressers. I mean, that's been our slogan since day one. We don't cut up. I've been accused of cutting him up and twisting his words. I don't know. Suddenly I have, like, Donald Trump technology that I could, you know, morph him into something else. Like, he does – you know what I'm saying? Like, this is ridiculous. So – he comes out, he gives the 30-word presser. He, clearly something was up. I mean, it was, the tension was palpable. The next day was the, the, the plane ride, the, the flight heard round Happy Land because they had patched it all up, right? So they go out west, you know, and we know how the, the, the rest of the regular season ended. And he had, again, had the, uh, the Boston media on black ball. Um, uh, he came back, he had that two or three week where he was kind of in a, he was kind of good, better. He acknowledged the fact that his moods hurt the team and his moods were good. Team started, played fairly well. Um, and then the playoffs came. No, then at the end of the season, he gets pissy again and, uh, they're losing. So now take Tyree, take me as a journal or not journalist as a, whatever I am out of the equation. Okay, and I'm I'm going to Boston Garden as a fan. I haven't done that, and I can't tell you how long. I'm bringing two people with me. I pay $800 for three tickets, right? Everybody's always DMing me, could you get me tickets? No, media pays full price, everybody, okay? So unless you're on your pass. $800, guess what game it was, John? Just take a guess. You won't. Uh, you won't guess. Let's it see. The Houston let's, yeah. game. The Houston game. Oh, yeah. Game. Okay. All right, now yeah. I'm in a fan perspective. I what I heard around me. First of all, there was not one uh, racist slander. So, uh, if the, I've heard that, that I never heard anything like that. But I did hear trade the mother effer, uh, get rid of them because and yep. the booze. Right, I never heard booze like that out of the garden in my life. And, and I, I mean, I just sat there and was embarrassed, and I, I felt raped. Because I, I paid all this money, 
and they didn't even give us an effort. Like, it was so bad. I, and, okay, so now press on forward. Now t- take Kyrie out of the equation here. Now every time something is said, Kyrie makes a boneheaded statement, which you just admitted. I mean, he's an interesting guy. He does some boneheaded things, right? He says boneheaded things. Uh, every time he'd do it, and it would be we would, we as a company, not me. So our handle would tweet out the presser with Kyrie's words and a quote. Twitter would have been, put it on me and tell me that I was splicing and changing and fake news, fake news, fake news. So now I'm like, man, it's like politics seeping into sports because like it was almost like, you know, if you disagree with it, just call it fake news. So that's another element in all of it that drove me absolutely bizarre. So there's, there's the Kyrie and then there's a the fan reaction. Then there's the big one. And I think, I hope that you you feel me here. You may not agree with me, but I hope you feel me. 22 years of basketball purgatory, man, right? We lived it. Right. I remember right. uh, the the bad years. I remember Bird laying on his stomach to play games. Right. Injured. There was no such thing as load management then. The dude played with a broken back. Mikhail played on a broken foot. We right. watched the franchise go from the stalwart hallmark franchise of the NBA and right before our eyes, we watched L.A. become that franchise while Boston became obscure and a place that no one wanted to play in. And it took Paul Pierce, who everybody is loving making fun of, and you know he's laughing all the way to the bank at all you people because Paul is embracing this role as with ESPN. <laughs> and the fact that he stuck up for Boston to look like a – and he looked like a goof. But I appreciated it because you know what? All you Kyrie fans, if it wasn't for Paul – Kyrie would never have been here because he assisted Danny Ainge with the trade by convincing KG to go to, to the Nets. All right? right? The culture right. had been rebuilt. We were proud to be Celtics fans if you're a fan. I was proud to be uh, someone who has the privilege of being around the team, but also ultimately I'm a fan. I love the Celtics, okay? I love the history, the f- culture of the franchise. Um, and we watched it all kind of – crumble this second half of the season right before our eyes because here's a player after we all jumped up and down for joy that we got out of Warford because finally a free agent wants to come to Boston. Paul Pierce get, lets, allows himself to be, you know, he could be traded anyway, but he gets KG to get traded too. He spends the next segment of his career as a journeyman. Basically his journey was to go around the NBA and talk about how amazing it was to play in Boston. And this guy, <laughs> this guy, like, he's going to come here, and the mood swings are one thing. I mean, people could – players are moody. Like, but the fact that – like, what is he – I'm just trying to think about game five in Milwaukee alone. Like, he, he threw – I don't care about the I don't care comment because if you put that in context, it kind of it, – it made sense. You had to read through right. the lines. But his exactly. passive-aggressive attacks at – Brad Stevens and the franchise by not mentioning them at all, not mentioning his teammates at all, and bragging up the Milwaukee Bucks and how excited he is to see them advance, that's not Celtic. That's, that's not Celtic. Like, what, what are you doing, man? Like, is this the, the example? Obviously, you can't lead the kids because they don't want any part of you. And believe me when I tell you, they all – like, Rozier wasn't a shocker. Like, though he acted, you know – that goofy and nice during the regular season, any chance he got to talk to a media member on the side, he was making a comment or two, right? So mm-hmm. 
this is really where it comes down to for me. Now, if you look at the blame game, everybody says, well, what about Hayward? No one wants to blame him because, you know, blah, 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 blah. Just take Hayward out of the equation. I put the load of this blame on Brad Stevens, to be honest with you. I think if you got a hybrid of Doc Rivers uh, personality with Brad Stevens' brilliance, you got a championship this year. Brad, all season long, looked like a deer in headlights. Got to a point where the press, uh, the, the press conferences, even during the regular season, were so repetitive of the same exact replies that I think it was – don't quote me, but I think Washburn said to him, Brad, when's it going to change? Like you've literally been say, saying this. And he put his hands up in the air. I was like, what do you want me to say, dude? We're not good. Like, I mean, it was just – and I, I, like, I love Brad, to be honest with you. And it, it took me a while because I loved Doc very much. Um, but <laughs> I have so much tremendous amount of respect. I didn't have that Stevens. problem. But anyway. No, I know that. I know. <laughs> I, mean, I know. Believe me, I remember. So, so I'm going to wrap it up. I got a lot more I could say, but Brad yeah. Stevens, to me, his la- his inability to uh, reel Kyrie in. Like another thing, John, we all knew they weren't running the play. Kyrie was not running the plays, and at the end of the season, Rozier was not running the plays that were being called. Everybody knew it. As a matter of fact, there was a point in time where everybody was saying. Uh, Gordon's starting to look good. Like, he's starting to look confident. Why aren't we running plays for him? They wouldn't pass him the ball, dude. And, like, I don't know that for a fact, but I do know they were not running plays for a fact. I do know I saw almost on a nightly basis during the bad times Brad Brad and Kyrie jawing at each other. Um, I mean, everything I witnessed this season was not Celtics basketball. It's not the way that, like, Red Auerbach's rolling over in his grave. And the fan base doesn't even remember a wait, and that's sad. I had an intern this past season ask me who wore number two. And I told him, that was Red Auerbach. And he said back to me, what position did he play? Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. And I'm like, these are the guys, this is the average age or younger, the people who I'm allowing myself to troll with, right? So I'm not stupid. I know that the, the talent-wise, the team is infinitely better with a superstar like Kyrie Irving. And I'm not one of those guys who wants to lose. But, Duke, if I have an opportunity to say, go back to purgatory, right, and, uh, you know, go back to purgatory because of the way that the players are reacting to the, the franchise and the culture and the, the history that Pierce, after a long time, learn to embrace KG embraced, right? Go back to that. Or, you know, I would not mind watching them be a second round exit and saving the integrity of the team and the reputation of the team. So that way three years from now or next season or next off season, whenever Danny can make the move, we bring the Celtics, bring in another marquee free agent rather that way more than Kyrie continuing to, put this dark black cloud over Boston because what I witnessed this season in person and on television was not Celtics. It was not Celtics basketball. I would have, I I mean, I don't want to be a hot take guy, but there were times watching those crappy teams in the mid two thousands that I'll tell you, I will say this. It was more enjoyable to watch Brad's first year when they only won 24 games or whatever than it was this season. And that's my take, man. I mean, I, 
I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm now. If Danny, if 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 Kyrie decides to come back, and Danny just thinks that he can work with all the indications, again speculation by Danny's uh, press uh, yesterday indicates to me that you know I don't think he has any confidence whatsoever that Kyrie's coming back. But if he does, I'm gonna support it. These guys don't care about me, but I'm gonna support the franchise that has allowed me to uh, uh, achieve my goals and my dreams. Right and yeah. and employ yeah. people and help them achieve their goals and their dreams. So Kyrie Irving ain't gonna change that for me. Go to New Jersey or to Brooklyn. I cannot wait for the New York media to get my hit their claws around him because he has the thinnest skin. And quite honestly, the superstars of the NBA this past season have disappointed me so much. Between and I'm gonna get off on a tangent, but between Westbrook's assault, <laughs> a verbal assault of a media member. And, and I mean, yeah. you just don't. I don't care how much of a pest you turn to PR and you say, "Get this guy out of here." You don't do what he did. Arguing with people in the stands. I mean, this yeah. is but Ke- Kevin Durant. I mean, like, what happened to him? Well, like, he, he, okay, so let's. I, 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 yeah, I'll stop. No, I want. I want because I think that's a good jumping-off point, though, because so you know this is kind of where we are in 2019, right? We've got Ooh. we've got Kevin Durant, right, who is you know petulant who's sour, who people just oh. think is really, you know, who who gives off that perception, right? Now, early in his career, he was fun-loving, he was happy, he was jovial. Something's changed. Yep. I don't know what, but, but yep. it, at least his public image has changed, at the very least, right? Yes. We got LeBron, who's, who's angling and has basically alienated oh. the bulk of the Lakers roster through yep. his machinations, through Rich Paul to get Anthony Davis, effectively ruining two franchises at one time, although they're obviously not. And one of the bad, as as John, as as painful as it is to say, the the NBA is a better place when the Lakers and the Celtics are good. And he has demoralized Los Angeles between him, Magic and Palenka. I mean, it's been a mess. And Jeannie Buss. Right. So, so we, we add to that and we have, you know, everything's all good ship lollipop for the, for the uh, Toronto Raptors right now. But mm-hmm. very well, it's very likely that Kawhi Leonard says sayonara uh, nah, or whatever nah. to, the, to, the, to the Raptors. It could happen. I, I don't think it's that crazy. It could happen. Right? So, right. so, uh, so I just thought, I mean, we're so, all into we, watching yeah, we the real from, John, wait a minute. We're all in the, in, the, in the business now watching the real estate market with players. So I might as well just throw this out here. I did hear he bought a house, a huge house in Toronto. So yeah. a new one, like now. So he's moving from yeah. town to town within the same, right? So okay, go ahead. I've yeah. heard that, but I you know, there's. It, I, I also we also Patrick Gilroy said that Kyrie was doing some work on his on his where he's staying in yeah. in Boston too. So I I, I don't know how Paul, I don't know how Pat I don't know how Kyrie is doing work on his where he's staying in Boston when I know what building he lives in and it's a high rise. Like what work is he doing? Is he sweeping the, the roof? I mean I don't know what work he's doing. All right, but I like Pat. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he helped him rearrange the living room. I don't know. That's it. That's it. Yeah, he's got Bernie right. and Bill's bringing a sofa set. Uh, <laughs> Jordan's you know, furniture. Yeah. <laughs> right, Jordan's furniture. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, it's like this is—is is this not the new normal in some ways? I mean, you look at the uh, stars right now, right? And Giannis right now is is still in the early stages of his career. He hasn't, you know, had that moment yet. But, you know, we're two years away from Giannis being in the Anthony Davis situation, or maybe even a year away, yep. really. 
So, <laughs> and, 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 and there's no way Milwaukee can bring everyone back. So, you know, we're at this point yep. in time where we're, we're entrusting the, the fortunes of NBA franchises to 25-year-old mm-hmm. men with mm-hmm. millions of dollars, mm-hmm. not millions, mm-hmm. millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and they are, they're running the league. It's to a far greater to me ever before. Ever before. And to me, and I get killed for this one, I stand behind it. I mean, I, I was on a segment with Max last week, and I said mm-hmm. it on, on video, and he almost knocked me off the chair because in his day, the players, you know, legitimately, you watch it on YouTube, it's hilarious. Uh, but the players back then prayed and wished and dreamed to have the situation the players have today. I feel that, you know, uh, the league – since the CBA has turned so player driven that really, yes, it's player driven, but it's agent driven. And I think that's even more dangerous, you know? Sure. So, uh, and I think, honestly, I agree with you. It is the new NBA for now, at least, but it's a bad look. The ratings are way down. Um, I mean, the, o- the OTT and the, the cord cutters are killing the, 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 uh, the network ratings. And ultimately, that dictates what the CBA will, will have for the players next time around. So I think it's, it's not going to last. I will tell you this, and I know you, I think you, well, Scotty definitely did. I was always a David Stern fan. I respect Adam Silver. Yep. But David Stern got the NBA, David Stern got the NBA through the, through the ABA. You know, as he was still working for the league under Larry O'Brien, yep. through the cocaine yep. BS in the 80s, through the sure. Iverson, to a point where he had to put a dress code on millionaires. That's sad. And all and and the NBA has thrived with a few valleys, but mostly peaks. He's, he was a great marketer, great PR guy, and ruled with an iron fist. And this wouldn't be going on. I mean, like Adam Silver is out here in Boston at the Sloan Conference talking about how NBA players are just unhappy. Are you kidding me? They're unhappy. They're unhappy? <laughs> like, did I just that's hear the there? Wait, wait, yeah, wait. but Nick, that's the difference between a Gen Xer like you and I and a millennial like them, right? <laughs> that's yeah, the difference. Uh, you know what I mean? It's a, uh, it's a generational yeah. thing. It really is. You know, we're, we look at this stuff and we're like, come on, <laughs> suck it up, buttercup, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, but, but we're, we're in this world, I think, and th- this is kind of where – you know, I look at this Kyrie situation, and, and he is all of those millennial type behaviors that you know. If you if you want to make it generational, then you can. And I'm not saying every every millennial would have acted the way that Kyrie had in terms of his leadership or what have you. But there's a lot of that that you can look and say he. There's a lot of this. You see this everywhere on Instagram. This isn't just Kyrie's Instagram. It's his Instagram. What but the difference is is he's not understanding. I believe that he is the leader of men. <laughs> he is a leader of, yeah, and you yeah. cannot speak the yep. way he does and act that way and be a leader yep. and have, you can have everything, right? You, you, yep. You're going to yep. lose something. You got to give up something to get something. You can't have it all. And I think that's I what agree. he wants. He wants it all. And so, you know, I want him back because I think he took a licking this past year. I think he wait a minute. He should have should have walked out of game five saying, What could I have done differently? Why did this go wrong? It wasn't because I missed shots. It was because I didn't do X, Y, and Z. And it's not because I missed this type of shot or if I add this to my game. It was mental and it was emotional. And that's what he lost. That's where he lost this team and lost 
whatever he could have brought to that mm-hmm. series. It was not skill based. It was emotional and mm-hmm. mental. And but that was those the whole are season after February first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. After the very first things did change. So yep. I believe that it was the pressure and the stress of what's going on in free agency. A lot of that brought on by oh, him. Um, we could talk about probably, that. Yeah, it's okay. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. he brought that on in some cases, but also a lot of it's brought on by Chris and Sham Sharania and, and the – But, John, uh, this has been this has been going on since Jackie Mack and Bob Ryan were running the beat. I mean, this is not new. It just was in a newspaper oh, instead of online. Oh, put the no, freaking no, no, no. phone down, dude. No, it's way it's way different than that though, because the difference now is because just like you said, Max didn't have this freedom. You can make a franchise with your buddies and say, oh, now we're gonna win an NBA championship. That didn't happen to Max's day, or or, or even in the last. Even go back to I mean LeBron. And, and Wade and the irony Bosch. of that, uh, wait, John, John, the irony of that is uh, Bird and Red manuf- maneuvered the trade to bring Walton to the Celtics, and it was Max that got sure. traded. That was kind of hoarding. Uh, but then again, that was a huge risk because Walton was injured. It was a trade, though. And it was a trade. It yeah, wasn't it was a trade. like, I'm going to talk to my buddy, and he's, I mean, you know, right. they're in Red's off. So, but, right. No, I see, I see, what I see is, Right now, we're at a point in time where is this the way the NBA game is going to go, right? Is this, you know, we can say, oh, Kyrie goes, right? Who's, who was is, is Jalen Brown meeting with yesterday? Melo, right? You know, who was who Tatum meeting with last summer? You know, he's meeting with Kobe, Kobe right? And so, right. you know, we can say, like, oh, let's get rid of Kyrie. But, and you know, He may be the worst John. of the bunch. But is this what we have to deal with? Uh, okay, Maybe. There's two points you bring up there. Yeah, they're good points because I, I agree with them. I think the difference with – and Jason in particular, I think the fan base and certain members of the media did a you know face smack to themselves because it was like, oh, God, please, like don't taint this kid. It wasn't like he was going to play – uh, in the retirement league with, with with Kobe or going to the Lakers. No one speculated that. No one even – I don't even think it was even mentioned. So I can't really – you know, the Tatum thing, I don't blame that on Kyrie. I don't blame that on Kobe, truthfully. I blame it on maybe the distractions that have gone on, that he was, you know, just out of focus this year. I, whatever. He's, I'm fine with him. I hope they don't get – I hope they don't trade him away. I think he's going to be great. Um, my thing with Tatum was – when your play already resembles Paul Pierce's, when you got somebody like a lot of people, but you know, I bring up Goodman again, saying he's going to be better than Paul Pierce. Right. Paul Pierce offers to hang out with you, and you choose Kobe. I think that, and then you saw the play difference, and everybody kind of put two and two together there. As far as the league goes, dude, I'm going to tell you something. If it continues like this for many years. Of course, we'll still have a company and we'll still hire full time reporters. I ain't going though. I'm not. Yeah. I, I just it's not. It's not what I enjoy. I talked to Bob Ryan about it. He hates the game today. He'll tell you yeah. that. He'll say it on air. Yep. I mean, yep. it's just out of control, man. And uh, as far as uh, Kyrie, he does bring a lot of it on himself. Yesterday, you know, I got trolled all day over that stupid sneaker <laughs> video. But, you know, I mean, are you kidding me? I'm like, you know, knowing Bird, he's so competitive. He's probably trying to recruit him to Indiana, you fools. And then today, 
the Woj bomb. Like, I don't get worked up about Stephen A. I mean, that is what it is. And I'll tell you what, he's one of the nicest guys in person. Nothing like you on TV. Yeah, that, he's yeah. a gentleman, man. And that's why I like him, and I, I get his gig. I get Felger and Maz's gig. Those guys are entertainers. They're the Sean Hannity's of sports. Like, just let it go, right? Let them go. Um, but uh, when Woj, who I don't put as – I'm not going to say anything negative about Woj, I mean, but he's getting his sources from agents. I mean, that's really where sure. his sources come from. So, honestly, I kind of put some, some faith in this one. Uh I think he. I think he's going to Brooklyn, and I and I and I'm glad, to be honest with you, because I, I'm going to sit back. I might watch more Brooklyn games and Celtics games next year just to watch him crumble under the pressure of the New York media, because that media does go across the Brooklyn Bridge from Manhattan into Brooklyn, and he's going to get it, man, big time. They well, it, and that's all year, yeah, that's, John. All it, year he was on so, the cover of the New York Post. It's interesting that this is this is where we are, right? So. Um, Kyrie. So I want to talk a little bit about what you were talking about in terms of the the national versus local, because I, I agree with yeah. you. I mean, I, I saw that stuff. You know, and when he calls out yeah. Bullpet for his question about the video, right? And that was a right. that I mean, was to me that was he was uncalled for, completely uncalled for, in terms of going after Steve. Steve Bullpet, and we've had him on the show a billion times. You know, and he, it, it, right. Yeah, he's he's in fact trying to give Kyrie a break in how he asked that question. Um, you know, for sure he's he trying to say pour water on it. Do you want to pour water on it? And he's like, yep. And that see, to me, that's like the perfect situation, right? It's the perfect situation. It's a stupid. It's a national media blown up story, blown up by guys right. Stephen A. like Kobe right. Bayless, right. like right. you know right. Chris Haynes or all you know national outlets, right? Not yep. locally yep. at all. Not in NBC mm-hmm. Sports Boston, not the Herald, not nope. the Globe. Bullpet throws him a softball, right? Right. Right. He says, you want to throw water on this? And Kyrie, like, flips out because you're making this a story? How can you possibly make this a story? You know, it, it's, you know, there's nothing to it. I Why thought, you, you uh, John, this is the cusp yeah. of my argument with, with tweeters. I mean, yes. There is also the franchising. I would say that's number one for me. Number two is yeah. this I, this notion that the Boston – I witnessed the Boston. There were times where I would turn to whoever was next to me, Toscano, or whoever, and say, this is like a pussy. We're not even going to ask him a real question. You know what I yeah. mean? Right. You know, I mean, and he did no one-on-ones, but yet he was right. there for every media availability, and he gives the one one-on-one to somebody. I, I like Rachel Nichols, but you know what? They, they – Throw him softballs. He had all the questions beforehand. It was a joke. It was a Dude, joke. I, I don't. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, and I think uh, there's certainly an issue with the national versus local. I mean, that's you know, he never really embraced the Boston scene. He never embraced that, and, and that was that's an issue. But right, maybe mm-hmm. maybe so. But like, you know, you take a situation like that, and and. Bullpet could have ended that whole entire controversy right then and there, but Kyrie is stubborn, and Kyrie wants yep. to answer things his way, and Kyrie wants to reject, you know, the fact that we're even discussing whatever this is. You know, he wants to reject Kyrie this, also, that frame, also, and you can't, you can't do that. You can't get away with that. 
You know, he's trying to effectively his... bullpets trying to do it through conventional means, and Kyrie rejects yep. that entirely. And by doing that, what effectively he does is give the story more life and cause even more yep. more All eyeballs bigger. and more conversation yep. on on social media. And if that's what he wants, if that's his point, then yeah, I agree. But I don't think that's his point. I think his point is oh, I think on, I reject this entirely. That's see, and I think that's the crux of it. Is like I think he thinks he's doing the right thing by doing that. What I think you're saying is he's using that for his his own benefit. Is, is that fair to say? Uh, I don't know that he. I, I don't know. I don't know how to say this without being a douche. I don't know that it's it's that deliberate, but it's definitely evident that that is what he was doing. I mean, uh, you, I just don't. What I what I think gets me the most is he had sat out games for load management. Why did he play in a meaningless game in, in New York City and put himself through that while there was all this media scrutiny going on that's clearly getting to him? Like mo- a lot of players, most players, especially in our generation, John, had a little bit thicker skin. I mean, these are the thinnest skin. I'm pretty thin-skinned. I get emotional, but I've never seen anybody as thin, thin-skinned as some of these players. And why would they hold him out? And the same thing goes, he had to, he had to insist on being in media availability after every single game. Because it was every game. Like, it's very easy for a player to say, look at Kawhi for crying out loud. Now, that's a guy that, you know, I made a mistake. I prejudged him. And I thought, he's a, you know, he's a miserable son of a bitch. But the truth of the matter is, I find him very mature. He does his talking on the court. After watching Kyrie all season, his play, uh, Kawhi's teammates seem to like him an awful lot. And you know what? He's been amazing. And he's focused. Because this season, the one thing the Celtics, and again, another thing we can never say about the Boston Celtics when they're competitive is that they're soft. This team was mentally soft, soft mm-hmm. and embarrassed. If I were Brad Stevens, now and I'm not, obviously, I would have said, you know what, take the names out the back of the jerseys and gone back to like it was in the 60s with no names. <laughs> because that would have solved so much. Oh, they would have had a riot. I mean, nobody would have played. But the point is – no one cared about the name on the front of the jersey. Nobody. John Havlicek, mate, dude, it was like a, it was not a joke, but it was like, I, I, like they barely paid attention. Like it was like, I, it was such a disappointment to me. And the fans were chanting "Let's go Celtics" through the tribute. Like I'm like, what's going on in the city? Like, I, and then I go and I and I'm, a, I'm in a bar in you know in the center city or, or you know even around the garden. And you go in there and you hear what the real fans are saying, the ones that are can't afford to get into the games, unfortunately. They feel – I'm telling you, during Bruins, I was at the Forge. That Bruins right. – let's go Bruins, bring home the cup, turned into by Kyrie or F, F off Kyrie. I can't right. – I couldn't believe it. I didn't partake right. in it, but that's how mad the fans are. And I respect it, man. I respect it because this is Boston. People – like, look at the last how many years, how many championships do they have in the last how many years? And the Celtics is really going to screw up at what could have been a four ring year, you know? Okay. And they okay. were the most, okay. arguably the most talented of all of them. Sorry. But, okay, and I, I'm going to push back a little bit on that because I think the issue that, that a lot of people see is in, in longtime Boston sports folks see is how many times does the Boston media and I'm not I'm not saying who I'm just saying I'm not saying you're doing this Nick but I'm saying the Boston no, media push out it. push out the star right you go back to Ted Williams Babe Ruth Jim Rice uh you know uh, Pedro uh mm-hmm. you know Manny 
Uh, you know, I mean, to, to right. some degree, Bird. Ortiz. But I mean, yeah, right. I, yeah. I mean, Bird was probably the only one I thought that he probably got a pass. But like, I mean, right now we get people right. upset about Tom Terrific and what Tom Brady's. You know, I mean, it's stuff like this in this city that that makes you feel like we don't appreciate what we have, and we we like to eat our. You know, we're the we're the the, the the adult that wants to eat their young, you know, and we do this over and over and over and over but who again. Are you, are you not to mention and, names, but are you referring to shock jocks? Are you referring well, to right. the, the guys who are on the beat? I mean, there's a difference. No, it's not. The, and that's the difference with this situation. And, and I'd say probably less so on the Red Sox situation with Manny and others. But it's it's the columnists. It's the it's the sports radio guys. It's it's people who pick that up and weaponize it on Twitter. I mean, that is where this stuff is taking hold. And when you have a star like Kyrie Irving who doesn't embrace the city, who on Super Bowl Sunday after they they play wow. Oklahoma City, you know, doesn't really right. say go Patriots. You know, right. it's oh, kind of oh, like that. retired. He barely even right. Seems like a good guy. I think he has right. his reply. <laughs> yeah, right. He's instigating, I mean, dude. Those are things like, right. So, and, and it's stupid. It's a stupid thing, but these are things on how you get the fans on your side. And he's trying to reject it. He's trying to say, I don't need that in my life. I don't need, you know, I, you know, flat earth. You know, all that stuff. And, and the problem is, is it doesn't allow the, it doesn't allow <laughs> The fans to throw their arms around him and say, "Okay, that's my guy," you know. Kyrie goes out right. there. Right, like so, that, that's one of them. Was amazing. Circle, He's got the shirt out there. He's you know Boston, Boston, right? And within two weeks, things have completely flipped, and and there's seemingly there's something else going on. What specifically, I couldn't tell you. You know, I mean, I, well, I think I don't know you know you, going to, an attitude. I think he can't. but what we don't know. No, and we won't know until Jackie Mack uncovers it, frankly. And and it will come exactly. out, just like the Snapple bottle or the Gatorade bottle off the TV. It'll come out, and n- no one's more credible than her, although there'll be trolls saying that she made it up. Um, but uh, I think you went full circle there, you know? Like, you almost went to from the media is uh, instigating and fueling and turning the fire to Kyrie, instead of re- refuting that and embracing the city or at least faking it and embracing embracing the fans who want to embrace him, he's playing into the narrative well bad word, the narrative that guys like Felger <laughs> and Maz are, are putting out there. And I, I listen to Felger and Maz every single day. I find them entertaining. I, I, I watch them because it's on T V. I, I don't put much credibility into their basketball knowledge at all, but I, I find right. them to be entertaining. They're engaging, right? Um I love Toucher and Rich. Um I love a lot of the radio guys. I'm not getting my news from them. No, I'm getting my entertainment from them. I'm sure shit not getting my news from Rachel Maddow or from Sean Hannity. If I am, then it's my fault. It's my irresponsibility as a human being not to research. Listen, man, the, 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 the clickbait headline was not invented with Kyrie Irving. I mean, do you remember some of the headlines back in the day when we were blogging? I mean, besides Jeff Clark's oh, yeah. fight, there were headlines that would have F-bombs in them about oh, F. Sure. Danny Ainge. I right. mean, come on. And right. I will say this. Uh, Kyrie is obsessed with the media. I know for a fact he's obsessed with the media. And I think what kind of makes you think it even further, that social media was an issue, 
Yesterday was like the fourth occasion where Danny Ainge has said publicly, I just wouldn't let them go on Twitter. He's like, I, I've never seen a locker room where you walk in the locker room after a big win and they're all on their phones. They're not celebrating it. And this team was totally the epit- epitomized that. And you know what? Marcus Morris, as much as everybody gave him shit, he was right. I, I mean, from a media perspective, from my, the Houston game that I was at as a fan, it wasn't fun. It, even the wins weren't fun. Yeah. They felt tense. Yeah. It was just awful. And that starts from the top down. And whether that was uh, a lack of uh, understanding between Kyrie and Brad, or if it was just Kyrie's moodiness, or Brad overplaying Gordon, I don't know. But I never seen. I've never seen a bigger waste of talent. Maybe not since maybe the old Trailblazers when they couldn't get past Jordan. I mean, this they at least competed. These guys were. There were games they just. Did. I watched Kyrie Irving not even play defense, dude. Like, I know he's not a good defender, but, right. like, last year's 17-18, and in the first part of this season, I was one of the guys going, like, this dude is really giving it effort. He just quit. And, I'm, and I don't know for a fact, but it just felt so LeBron. I, okay, here's another one, all right? So, game seven, 17-18, uh, we're in the press room. I've told this story a bunch of times. Uh, LeBron is getting ready to leave Cleveland and screw the city for the second time, and this time feel good about it, right, because he brought one championship there. Even though him leaving, leaving that city hurts their economy terribly, but whatever. LeBron decides he wants to leave again. So he's at the, the, press, the press table, and LeBron does his usual, I'm a genius. He has, which you know, the play-by-play is right there on paper. We all have it. He does not have that completely memorized unless he went in the bathroom mm. before going to the meeting room and started going at the four-minute mark. This happened, and then repeating it in his head. It's ridiculous. So he does his normal play-by-play while he's glancing down at the paper. We all see it afterwards, dude. Christian Arcand had me call in the sports hub because I tweeted out this was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. The Cleveland media gave him a standing ovation. I can I can remember who was standing next to me, and I'm not just going to throw their name out there, but he looked at me and said. I will quit this job before I ever give a player a standing ovation when they're going to, period. I mean, it's a different story if you got somebody retiring, but when they're about to stick it to you for the second time. And I think it got to a point where at the end of this season, there were members of the media that felt, including myself, not that I'm, I don't consider myself media, but I, I, I felt very betrayed by, by Kyrie Irving uh, manipulation, trying to manipulate. And the other thing, too, is these mood swings kind of cycle back and forth with the news cycle. So if Kyrie's narrative was bad, he just suddenly would give up on it and be nice again. And it was just, you want to go. He's only going to sign a one on one, dude. They get AD here. Kyrie comes back. It's a one on one. And all season, we have to go through this all over again. And yes, we could all say, but if they win the championship, no one will care. I don't know if that's the case. Kyrie left Cleveland after they made the finals. So did LeBron. I mean, I don't know that today's NBA is just built that way. And unfortunately, I think today's NBA is more like the pre-Bird NBA, like the, the late 70s where it was ugly. Because these guys and the fans are now trained. You don't follow a, a city or a franchise. You follow a player. That's bad. It's dangerous for the game, I'll be honest with you. It's very dangerous for the game. And this is the, the, the way that the league is going, and I just don't agree with it. Troll me. I don't care. I think, I've, I've, I think I'm fair in what I'm saying, especially the stuff about, you know, the, 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 the culture. The culture is something that we all were like, it's back, baby. I remember being in PA and seeing Celtics jerseys and thinking, 
damn, man, we're back, you know? And I, I don't know. Hopefully that's not all gone in one season. Maybe I'm just being melodramatic, but it certainly felt like I was watching <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers and not the Boston Celtics. I, I think I think the moment – okay, so I think the moment – Wait, wait, keep your thought. We, keep your, keep your, keep your, I have one more thing. Big Mouth has one more thing. Yeah, keep your thought. Go ahead. You're, you're, I brought up Bird for a reason. I wanted to see what your reaction was. Larry Bird was yeah. one of the bitchiest, or, yeah. ornery yeah. with the media, but, but Larry Bird – made his teammates better. He played until he died, until he couldn't play anymore. The dude, you couldn't criticize him because he left it all on the court every single day and that the teams competed. Even till the last day he played, those teams at least, they did better than this year's team, right? Okay, so to me it's like, you know, if Kyrie had put it on the court, and maybe the national media would keep going, the local media, maybe the shock jocks would stop. Because you say, like Bird, He's, he's performing because Bird wasn't a likable guy. And I always say, too, one thing, and then I'm going to flip it back because you had a point. Uh, I always remember, you heard this story a million times, too. Larry Bird, in every documentary, he says it. Dave Cowens, when Larry Bird was a rookie, said, you're going to do real good here, kid, unless you dog it. Because these fans know when you're dogging it, and they're going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. And Kyrie Irving dogged it. And he got what he deserved. So don't tell me the fans are running him out of Boston. Media, if he's that weak, good luck in Brooklyn. Great. And sayonara. That's my take. Well, so well I'll, rather than going Boston. where I was going, I'll jump off of that. Because I think that that's, to me, if they had won this season, let's say let's let's reset the board, right? If they come out here and they win 60 games, does this happen? Do we, do, are we having no. this conversation? No, so no, I think so. That, and to me, like that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, no. Right, uh, they I may not it has, love well, Kyrie, but they say he's our best player and we're good. Yeah, they make it the conference and finals no, and it's the Toronto Raptors. So be it. But John, right? like you're, you're right there. Yeah, you're kind of the, it's proving my point is that had Kyrie given brought the best out of his teammates and given it his all on the court. And they yeah. even if they lost in the second round, but they gave the effort, I think we'd all say, yeah, yeah bring the team back. This was an aberration. But they, he didn't. He stopped playing defense. But, he stopped but he did, he running did, the play. Okay, but he did early on, right? Let's, I mean, yeah, let's remember I those first three months. Like, first three months, he was deferring. He was hustling. He was getting every loose ball. I mean, he was the first, even, even ahead of Smart in terms of charges, getting to loose ball. It almost flexions. Like yeah. I agree. It, it almost makes it more. He was capable of it. His teammates weren't. Oh yeah. Right. And so oh, no. his teammates, but, I, really, his, I, my mind, his teammates let him down. Right. His teammates let oh, him down John. in one. They did. John. Come on. You I gotta. I, no, listen. You gotta say. I, come I on. Agree. I agree. You, you gotta agree that, with that. They let him down. I. And then he let no, them I down. Think that the, his teammates let themselves down. They let the coach down. They let the franchise down. Kyrie couldn't draw the best out of them, and his his I, I can't I can't say Kyrie. They let Kyrie down when he's the, the the superstar on the team, and he's not even giving it a quarter effort midway through the season. No, midway the first winning streak they right. have of the year, where they have a good stretch, he decides to go on this temper tantrum in New York. It just to me, okay. I don't know. Maybe but, but LeBron said something to him. I don't know. That's that's halfway. Okay, let's let's 
before that, okay, before we go there, before we go to halfway, that's the halfway mark. That's like last week of January, right? Before that point, right, no one was, had given more effort to Kyrie. Nobody. I, mean, uh, you could, I think Marcus Morris but, was but, pretty damn good the first three months of the season. Marcus, I think if Marcus Morris wasn't playing as good as he was, it would have been even worse. I'm not Make a Marcus a Morris guy. He was big. He was, Why but but in terms of loose balls, trying to find guys like he, Kyrie was, he was every he was doing everything that he could do to get those guys going, and nothing so else. Does that was give working. him an excuse to quit, John? No, this is like coming from you, man. But, I just. But what I'm saying is, you. What's the trigger there? What changed? What changed is influence from the media, outside influences, whatever that means. I don't know what it is. Lack I don't know. Focus, I don't, lack of I don't know if it solves anything. All I'm saying is that to that point, he was doing what he could. You couldn't get a consistent effort. You couldn't get anything from Gordon Hayward prior to that point, other than one game in no, Minnesota. No, and I think Brad made some mistakes. Still early, was bad. There's no question. Yep. You know. I, yep, so yep. there's all that, right? And then but did you, you honestly you, think they were going to come? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. 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 I was just going to say that's. So something changed. So, you know, is he perfect before then? No. But but why? Why is it so differently after that point? Why is it, you know, the team wasn't getting along. The team was getting, it was having those issues, you know, no doubt. But he, his own person, did he just get sick of the fact that nobody was getting it? No one was changing? No one was willing to buy into a team concept? I mean, I, I don't know. Do you want speculation? Because don't, we don't know. I mean, I could give you some speculation. I think I think that the year before was amazing for the fans, amazing for that team, but not so good for this team. I think Kyrie came in, you know, he, and I think this is where maybe that game seven, going to get a nose job, kind of hurts his credibility as a leader. He comes in the next year, and I'm back. Follow my lead. And honestly, like in training camp, when they were going on about that, there's videos out there of me talking about this. So this isn't new. The BWA thing, I'm like, these guys haven't even played one bit of hoops yet. Like, why isn't anybody stopping them from this? Like, you know, I I can only remember the 08, 07, it was like, we've not played yet together. Jalen Brown was out out in the media talking about, we're going to win three and four championships. I mean, there was a major major ego issue and then a conflict with the way that I, and this is speculation with the way that Kyrie tried to preach to them. And don't forget Kyrie, you want to talk about Kobe. He comes from the school of Kobe. I mean, he emulates himself after him, but Kobe, Hey, he had issues with Jack, but they won. They won. Right. Right. As far as I'm concerned, Kyrie made the the biggest shot in the, well, they did. They won what three, four championships? I mean, they won three in a row. Right, I, almost I don't remember. That's because he could deal with it, right? That's what, that's all I mean. Oh. I mean, there was a time there, oh five, oh six, before right. oh seven. You know, he was like, "Get me yeah. out of here if you can't figure it out." You know, but and, yeah, I know. I hear I'm what you're the saying. first yeah. person to say that about Pierce too. I mean, Pierce. There was a point where he right. wanted to be traded because they couldn't figure. I mean, this thing, these things happen. I mean, Max wanted to be traded forty years ago. I mean, these things happen, right? So that's part of the game. But when you're going to go and say. Something happened midseason to make my guys stop giving it effort. That's nothing right. but LeBron James to me. I mean, that's. I mean, I'm not saying it's coming from him. So I'm saying I, we know there was friction with the young guys. Danny probably should have pulled the trigger on the trade deadline and gotten Rozier out of there while he could still get something for him. Maybe mix it up a little bit. But I, 
I, I honestly believe that looking at Ainge yesterday in his press conference, I think he's just as confused as we are. And I think Kyrie's talking to nobody in the franchise. According to Ainge, he hasn't talked to him. I talk to him every, every day, but we haven't talked about free agency. Are you kidding me? I mean, come on. So I think one of two things happened. Well, the first thing I mentioned definitely happened. I mean, I'm not, I, I am speculating, but that's, that's a fact. I think we all know by, by Rozier's comments on ESPN. Uh, the second thing is maybe the, the, the LeBron thing, there might be three. Like maybe the LeBron call did something, you know, I don't know. But it, it did coincide with that, so it did with the AD rumors too. But that's part of the game. This isn't new to Kyrie, okay? Um, and or maybe he realized midway through the season he's not capable of being the number one. Maybe I mean, and that's okay too. That's when you go to the front office and say, "I, I need help, right? I need I can't do all this alone." Right, and maybe you'd be a little bit of a wimp, but you're actually stronger because you're admitting your deficiencies. Instead, he quit. I can't respect that. You can't say he didn't quit, John. You're a bigger hoophead than me. He, he I quit. think he, I, I think he got in his own head. I don't know if I'd say he quit, but I think he, it, it's, it looked like quitting. Um, yeah, it but like I think quitting, he, I right? think he was so far in his own head. I mean, he was, he was, you know, he was passing when it, when, it, when the guy wasn't there. He was shooting when the guy, when two guys were there. I mean. Everything up Just was down, left sense. was right. Everything was wrong yeah, in no, that in that no, uh, yep. in that series. You know. And, so and, in your mind, maybe 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 he got in he got in his head, and maybe he was in over his head. I mean, that's definitely right. a possibility. For a guy, yeah. I mean, I think there's so, a yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not going to diagnose the guy. I'm not a medical no, doctor, I mean, but certainly mentally, his mindset is not like most. Most you know stars. You know, if if Inge had a chance to sit him down with the brain doctor, I'd love to find out what he finds out with that. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I can't. There's, yeah. There's there. He's just he's a different dude, and you know I don't think that that doesn't mean that that he can't perform, but I don't think he can be the guy that he um, that they wanted him to be. Now, can he? You know, or that he wanted so, to be. Or right, that he, he wanted, wanted to be. be. Right, going going back to the Cleveland, you know, the summer when he right. asked out of Cleveland. You know, I'm right. going to be the guy, and I and I think he's capable of more of that than he than he perhaps uh, thinks. But it requires him to to do the things like we talked about yeah. earlier on the show, which is you've got to mm-hmm. be able to go back and say, okay, I got to do this differently. I've got to lead differently. I got to talk differently. I got to work with the media differently. I got to talk with my teammates differently. I got to talk with my coach differently. I got you know. I need to embrace the fans, you know, and I'm not saying you got to be, you know, waving the the, band, the, the Bruins flag. You at, know, it doesn't have to be Amal Carr. Yeah, you don't have to be right. Belichick raising the Bruins flag. Right, I agree. But there is Fake there it. is a. It's not that hard. Uh, Fake it. Right, right. There is a, there's a baseline there that you got to do, and and that's just being a, what it takes to be a star. And you know what, Brooklyn's going to expect that of him. <laughs> the Knicks are going to expect that of him. Uh, L.A., the Clippers, the Lakers, everybody that's going to want him is going to have an expectation. Maybe it's different than Boston. We're not as they're not as parochial as we are, but there's going to be an mm-hmm. expectation, and he he simply can't, you know, go out and and say, well, it's just about me and it's about what I'm doing and I'm just going to play and play the game, but I'm going to have these these strange theories. He's got to he's got to be a team guy. You, you and keep going on the strange theories. 
Go ahead. What's good? For, for him to come back to Boston, he has to accept blame. You know, that's to me, he has to accept uh, some blame, some responsibility for what happened this past season. You know, I don't think there's any scenario. No, no, no. I want to hear that. Go ahead. You don't think there's any scenario what? That he doesn't, he, that he can come back without some acceptance of I made, an, I made a boo boo. And, and what I would, what I'd also say is, this stuff about the Nets trying to move money and all this, it seems very convenient, but there's two weeks to go before the draft. There's three weeks before you know, the opt-outs and, and basically the July 1 deadlines. And I think that's them preparing themselves, but I don't think there's anything locked in yet. I think you know Stephen A. and everyone else could say, oh, this is this and that and the other in his decision – I don't think he has a clue. I'm not I think a Woj. I, I'm not. I'm not a Woj guy, but I, I have to say that in this case, I, I gotta kind of to put some credence in what he's saying because he and Rich Paul, he's just so piped in with the agents that it's and maybe they're creating their own rumors. I don't know, but let me tell you something. The best move for Kyrie Irving is the Clippers. Go play for Doc. Doc will get the most out of you. I know you're not a Doc guy, and I, oh, and I know he's still running you're the really same fight. I know, now, man. <laughs> he's, I know he's still running the same five plays he did in 08, but no, I agree he gets Absolutely. the most out of his players. He, he, what'd you say? He's the type of he, coach I think that that Kyrie needs. You know, I thought Brad Stevens, but it, it seems like Kyrie wants to, wants the coach who's been there done that. You know what I mean? It seems like that. Uh, I don't. I, I think he had a very high expectation of Brad Stevens and didn't know uh, didn't know exactly maybe what Brad was all about because LeBron was the master he's the best coach in the NBA while you know Tyron Lue his coach is sitting across right this guy's one of the best coaches in the NBA right so everybody there was this expectation and that's another thing talk about Stevens i mean he had a horrible season of course i'm so glad age backed him up yesterday because that ends that whole rumor nonsense. And uh, Brad is kind of has kinks in his armor right now. So thanks, Kyrie. You know, I mean, well, I, I don't know. But you, okay, to me, but that's, to me, if you, see, that's putting it all on. I, see, I don't agree. With, I don't. That's that's not Kyrie's fault. It's everybody's fault. Like you've got to everybody. No, yeah, but it starts at the top. Like everybody hated. I know. I go back to the uh, year, but, but everybody hated Bill Fitch. But they won a championship too because. The top embraced Bill. The only guy on that team that liked Bill Fitch was Larry Bird. So if if, if Kyrie and Brad can reach a consensus, everybody else is going to fall in line. Yeah, but they didn't reach a consensus and everybody hated each other in eighty two no. and eighty three. And so so the the problem was is that no one wanted a role. Here. I mean, they had guys that weren't ready. And I, I don't want to compare eighty three. Yeah. No, but, no, but, but I, I agree. The there are parallels. Ainge brought it up yesterday. There yeah. are parallels. Yeah. There are. Uh, no, no doubt. Right down to and the Bucks. Absolutely. Right down to the Bucks. Right. Exactly. Swept them. <laughs> and, and it was effectively a sweep. You know, I mean, they won the first game, but it was effectively it was a sweep as well. And It was a sweep, yeah. I, I, I just look at where they are right now, and, and maybe let's – we've got seven minutes left before this, this feed dies here. Wow, no this. callers. Boy, I can't wait I to know. call when we hang up because I gave them their Very. opportunity. But you know what? Oh, we do. Before we have some callers. We get a caller. Oh, bring them on. Bring them on. Five one eight. Before you do. Oh, yeah, five one eight. You're on. Okay. 
no, no, no. Here's what I just got to say. Kyrie, thanks for ruining the Super Bowl on me, and now you run, you ruined the Stanley Cup on me because I'm on a show talking about you instead of watching the Bruins. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yes. Bring on that. Very true. With, with, with All right. Caller. Let's go uh, to the 518 area code. Welcome to, uh, I guess we're calling this. Uh, whatever we are. What are we, whatever, <laughs> whatever we are. I, I, I call this how people lose a lot. But uh, uh, hey, welcome, uh, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How are you? We're good. Good, Who's good, good. Uh, this is Josh. I'm up in upstate New York. So. Oh, hey. Welcome. Welcome, John, man. What's your thoughts? I follow you on Twitter, John, and we talk back and forth. Kyrie Irving is the biggest fraud in professional sports. <laughs> the biggest fraud. And I am so thankful that he's leaving in three weeks. Because let me tell you, he, you just said that he wants to play for a coach like Doc, but he's going to go play for Kenny Atkinson, who's a Stevens clone in Brooklyn. The guy's clueless. He doesn't, <laughs> know what he's gonna he doesn't want to play with guy, but he's going to play with Karis LeVert in uh, Alan Williams and Jared Allen. He's going to go play with that core. He, he, the guy is clueless. He's clueless. The one thing I can say is he is a fraud in my mind because you don't know which Kyrie is real. Right? I mean, so like we started the conversation about we talk, we started the conversation about Kyrie and his uh, charismatic. Uh, he's compelling. When he's in a good mood, man, he you want to be around him. He's a great guy. But is that Kyrie? Or is Ky- is Kyrie really the guy who you know didn't even come, play defense at all second half of the season? Or is he the guy that is trolling the own media that he's blaming for all his deficiencies? I don't know who Kyrie is. I don't think Kyrie knows who Kyrie is. So he's a fraud. I think Ky- I think Kyrie Irving is Uncle Drew wants to average thirty two points a game, be on every mixtape on YouTube, and be that guy rather than being the second banana on a team and fitting in and winning games. And you can go back to the Orlando game in yeah. January when Tatum got the last shot and he threw Hayward, Stevens, and Tatum under the bus because he didn't get to take the shot. That was in January. And then he sat out the next game in Brooklyn. And that, I'm oh, telling man. you right now, is because he was so aggravated by what was going on. And that was in January. Kyrie was so aggravated, you're saying. Right, yeah. He didn't get the shot. He threw Hayward and Stevens under the bus after the game. I don't know why I didn't Badly. get the ball. He threw him right under the bus, and then he sat out the next game. And then he immediately came back after that Brooklyn game. And, of course, they lost that Brooklyn game. Tatum scored 34. Badly. Kyrie yeah. right back and starts playing again after that. I mean, there are every – I'm not going to – I think you're, you're being uh, kind of a little inflammatory like I am on Twitter, so I can't begrudge you because you're pissed off and you're a fan. <laughs> but I, I'm not going to say – that I disagree with everything you're saying. I mean, I, I, I just, uh, to me, I mean, having seen it on the road at home, he just, he's just not a Celtic man. He's just not. And yeah, I'm one of the. I, if I he goes to, good. If down. he goes to Brooklyn, John, you have to admit he's a fraud, right? He's going to a worse situation for what reason? I mean, that makes him an ultimate fraud going to Brooklyn. I think if he leaves, he. Uh, well, I, mean, I have a big problem with the. I'm going to stay if you'll have me and then come back on it. I, mm-hmm. That's one I, I can't get over that. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, as I said, I've, I've been backing him. I feel like he, he's, he needs to be understood for what I think he's trying to do or what I think he's trying to say. But if he goes back on that, that's a, I have a real issue with that. 
You know, and you could say, "Oh, well, that's you know, fair, he didn't man. know what he was doing ever." But that's, look, no, that's you, fair. you don't that's you fair. don't make that comment and then go back on it. I'm and I understand, I understand. Well, you know, anything can happen, but that's that's nonsense. And and that's where he's going to lose people. I think, you know, the last the well, last vestiges of any sort of support he has. And I can't tell you. I mean, at least in Boston, I mean, it's not like he didn't have a support system. I mean, he's got an alumni of people that want to support him and he shut them all down. I mean, like the dude should have hung out with Ray Allen for a weekend. I know you hate Ray, but Ray was great with the media because he knew if he was good to the media, they would speak highly of him. Right. So, uh, like, it's just kind of like common sense. I'm not saying you have to like bribe the media with kindness or you could be like Kauai. I don't hear anything about Kauai because he yeah, doesn't talk to here's, the here's the other part. <laughs> the Boston local beat writers couldn't be, Anymore trying to be pro Kyrie, oh, defend Kyrie. Every I was local beat writer defended him the entire season. Called him a genius. You know, a good, I mean, defended. Just, yeah, I agree. There was just there I was agree no, with you, man. I was there. No Boston guy that called him out. Even I mean, well, nobody. Yeah. No, that's not that well. Phil, I mean, that's the shock jocks, but that's your job, man. Yeah, like but they're not the, local, like the guys that are with the team every I'm day. I'm with you, man. The guys that are with the team every right. day never went after, never criticized. Never. Mm-mm. They were the fair. The only one that started to at the end of the year was Brian Robb when he would point out on Twitter the defensive lapses of the playoffs when he literally didn't try the last four games of the season. He just and Brian Rob was extremely fair to him, and Brian Rob was extremely fair to him all season long, and I know that for a fact because I was there. My favorite part of the season was, and it was so sharp on Jake King's part. They were just playing. I can't. I might have been the Houston game because I wasn't in the locker room for this one. But he said uh, uh, they had this horrible loss. They got booed off the court. It was bad. And Kyrie goes, "We're going to be fine." Jake King immediately. I mean, he was so fast. Immediately snapped back. Why? He had no idea what to say, Kyrie, because I'm here. Oh, now you just dug yourself a bigger hole. They might as well mm-hmm. have a closet full of shovels in his locker because it was going on. I can't. One time we were all, I'll give you another story. We were all, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this shit, but we were all in the locker room pregame, and you never see Kyrie pregame. So you're waiting for, you know, one or two players who are going to talk. Kyrie comes out of the, the, the side room and says, What the F are you guys doing here? Are you working? I'm like, well, Yeah, we're waiting for. Al or whoever it was at that time. He's like, nah, you guys are just loitering. Get out of here. See, I'm not kidding you. These things happen. I don't know that other media... Yeah, but if, it, if it was Rachel Nichols, but... Rachel Nichols would get a half-hour oh, exclusive he... interview and get every question asked, and Kyrie would spit his nonsense for a minute and a half answers that make no sense whatsoever because he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. He's a fraud. Okay. Yeah. Fraud. All right. Mm-hmm. So let, yeah. let, me, let me offer a counterpoint to that, right? And you know, we pro- because I'm a Rondo guy, you know where I'm probably going to go with this, Nick. Why yeah, do we care well, how he well, treats yeah. the media? Right? Why should we care uh, why no, that he doesn't okay. get along with the local media versus national media? Why should that matter? Because it affects his play on the court so much. It affects everything he does. He's so He is so wrapped up in the media that he has no focus on the basketball court. He's so wrapped up on his Twitter handle and his Instagram feed that he's not – able to focus on the basketball court because he's swirling around the media and he is feeding them. Like this guy was like a gourmet chef giving the media, the national media, the local media, everybody as much ammunition as they needed because he just wouldn't shut the fuck up. Excuse my mouth. But, but you know, and I don't mean that shut up and dribble. Don't get that the wrong way. I'm saying Kyrie dug himself holes on pretty. He did it yesterday, dude. 
with that video. Like, that was idiotic. What was that? Like, why wasn't he instead down in – why was it – wait a minute. Why wasn't he instead down in, in Brighton at the at the pre-draft workouts being supportive and seeing the players that they may draft this year or trade – you know, I, why wasn't he there? Instead, he was putting pictures – videos of his shoes up and mentioning he shouldn't even say Larry Bird's name. That's like blasphemy for this guy to say his name because Bird left it all on the court. Kyrie left it all in his cell phone in the locker until he got off the court when the going got tough. And uh, that's your answer, John. Why, why should he care? Rondo didn't. I have a lot more respect for Rondo than I do for Kyrie because Rondo performed. When it came down to it, he performed, right? He didn't care what the media said, but he performed, right? Kyrie folded. 100%. If, if, Ron, if Kyrie played like Rondo in 2010, nobody would care about the way oh, he treated the media. No but Kyrie ran, his mouth, exactly. ran his mouth the whole time. Kyrie ran his mouth right. the whole time and then didn't back it up for one minute in the playoffs. He wasn't good in the Indiana series, and he was worse in the Milwaukee series. Yep. So no, that's he wasn't why good. He was, you know who was right. good in the Indiana series was Gordon. Gordon was. He had two yeah, good games, was, you know? Yeah. So, and that got right, stifled so, quick. All right, but but let's just to back it up here. If the Celtics play well and Kyrie plays well, we're not have none of us are having this conversation right now, right? No, that's that's sports one hundred and one, man. Right? You know. I know, but what I'm saying is is like part of this is the lens that we're looking this through. It, it would you know? Do you bring him back or not? And and does next year is next year different because? Yeah, what makes next year different, I guess? If you bring him back, what brings next year if, different? If they're bringing him back, so in other words, we're talking like we have the Celtics have control over this. If Kyrie comes back right. and Danny Ainge does accept him back, I trust Danny Ainge. I mean, I, I will give him another shot. I really will. I will clean slate, oh, empty canvas. But if he, if, if he doesn't, uh, well, I'm going to blast the hell out of him. I can't wait. Um, and then I'm going to troll him all season long. If he does come back and does what he did this year, Danny's going to trade him. He should have traded him at the trade deadline. Think about it this way, John. What if Larry Bird in 84 called everybody a bunch of sissies, and then the next game out in L.A., he just didn't play defense? Yeah. That's what this was like all year. Oh, no doubt. Or no doubt. Well, no, 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 no. Not all year. Not all year. No, not all year. After February 1st. Okay. We got it. I mean, 1st. look, that's what I'm saying. Like, this – and I'm I'm not going to make excuses for the fact he sucked against the Bucks. He was not. He was eh, meh against Indiana. Yeah, though he had February. Yeah, yeah. From yeah, February, February on, he was not. He, he he really struggled. You know, for you yep. know, probably you know. Now he still had the best statistical season of his career, and thanks to his yeah, talent, he always threw under the bus. Just threw him under the bus, but. Stevens was a big reason for that, and he couldn't appreciate that even a little bit. That's, uh, no, I well. disagree with you there. See, I think that I think there was a conflict be, with, between Stevens and Kyrie because Stevens didn't play Kyrie as much as he wanted to play. Like I would see situations, and again, it's speculation, but I would see situations where he was going to the bench and they jawed each other. It was almost as if like Kyrie felt like he had to be on the court at all times. Like, listen, man, I'll, I'll, KG never wanted to come out of a game. I can, I can respect that. You know, so I can't say, you know, that Stevens is responsible for Kyrie's great year. Kyrie is responsible for Kyrie's great year, and he's also responsible for the Celtics. Terribly dramatic. We are all allowed ourselves to be in the mind of Kyrie Irving for the last three months, four months. And and it's not a fun place to be. I feel bad for the guy because 
he's just all over the place, man. I, I don't. Again, I, if Danny Ainge and him come to agreement, Ainge brings him back. I'm a Kyrie guy again. I'll say it right out loud because I believe in Danny Ainge. But if he decides to go to Cleveland or to Brooklyn or any, I mean, Brooklyn and New York really infuriate me because they're New York is the most overrated. The Knicks are the most overrated franchise in the history of sports. All right, and they're perpetually bad. They I agree. Boneheaded. They're yes. just bad, and the media is ruthless. So he goes there; it infuriates me. He goes to Brooklyn; he he shattered for at least four months the Celtics culture. He goes to Brooklyn; they don't even have a culture. It's still at the Meadowlands in New Jersey when uh, they drafted Sam Bowie or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like they're nobody. I, I he, he will they won't win. They're, they they won't win. They have no at least. Kyrie Irving went to such a stable situation and destabilized it. Mm-hmm. He destabilized That's, it. Right. I mean, right. He, he, he had a lot, I'd say he had a lot to do with it, but I, I would also say again, hundred percent. Right. right. There right. was the, the cracks in where this team, in terms of their performance in the first half of the year, they had a lot of fathers to that issue. And, and that sets the stage to, for anything to happen, I suppose, you know, it, it I mean, allowed questions to happen down in New York to say, well, what are you going to do? The team's scuffling. You're, you know, not 500, but you're not much above that, you know, and then ask me July 1st comes out, you know, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the problem yeah. is if people earned a role, if, you know, if, if Jalen accepted a role, if they held back Gordon Moore, if, you know, Terry is maybe center of the town you know, maybe they find a way to kind of come together and they're not so crappy and so inconsistent through the month of January. And, and we're, Look, we're having a different a conversation. Month, dude, dude, January, please, will somebody pull January schedule or what the results were in January? Because people are fighting me on this, and I'm going by memory, so maybe I'm wrong. But if I remember correctly, the first three months of the season, they were on the road traveling from L.A. or not L.A., but to the West Coast to the East Coast on back-to-backs. It was really tough. I looked at the schedule. We did our pre yeah, preseason predictions, and I said, this team is going to start slow. There's no question about it. You have to reintegrate. Every time you're reintegrating players that are powerful players, you're going to stumble. I didn't think they'd start as slow as they did, but October, November, December – horrendous they finally get home on a major homestand in january i remember it because i was working every damn night <laughs> and they started to, <laughs> jalen jalen embraced the role that he was fighting against right gordon was already on the bench and they were playing well and Kyrie was out for load management a lot of that month someone pulled january was when they won eight in a row to start they blew out indiana there you go. Thank they you. went they Thank went you. to miami marcus morris and jalen brown got in the fight on the bench then yeah, the oh, next yeah, game, yeah, yeah, yeah. the next game was the Orlando game where Irving threw Hayward and Stevens under the bench to the last shot. Yep. yep. And after the, the game after that was the Brooklyn game that they lost. Kyrie sat out. I think Horford might have sat out too. They lost that game. He did. They came back home and they won eight in a row again or something like that. That's how January. Went. And I I believe Kyrie missed four of those eight games or three of those eight three of those eight games. I think I know he missed like didn't he miss like three or four going into MSG. Because I, I remember, remember they, they scored 140 against Indiana. They just destroyed it, and that yeah. was when Old Depot was still playing. I mean, they scored 140 the other, on him. And... That's the other thing that's very difficult for for the fan base. I mean, it's difficult for me as somebody's close to the team. I can't imagine how the fan base feels. You have proof in record and performance that the team may not be better with Kyrie Irving out, but they play better with Kyrie Irving out. 
You have proof of performance based on record. I'd love to know what their record is with Kyrie Irving out of the lineup. You know, you got to take two cities, uh, two, you know, you're looking at 17, 18, and, and whatever he missed in 18, 19, and I bet you it's a winning record. And, and they were fun to watch. They're not a better team, not a more talented – no, they're not a more talented team without him, but they are, they are a team. This team, this roster was never a team. And I and I agree with you, John. I think a lot of that was the fact that the, the young guys wouldn't respect him because honestly, I think he preached and was weird. I don't know. Yeah. Well, well and, and, the young guys haven't. I mean, it all started when he said the young guys haven't been here before when they were in Game Seven of the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals. That's when it all started. And he was getting a nose job. He was getting a nose job, and at the time, that didn't bother me that much. But I look at it. I look at okay. So I I run a company with a lot of employees. And uh, one thing somebody said to me today is, I earned respect for you because you own the company and you're lugging out 500 pounds or 400, I'm exaggerating, 150 pounds worth of equipment because you want to let your guys go home a little early. Or, you know, that's the way you, you lead by example. I'm not saying I'm an ultimate leader. I mean, I have my issues too, but, and I never ran the basketball franchise. But, you know, if you're not going to be there for your team in game seven, at the time it didn't bother me that much, but putting that also into the equation with the young guys, who are fragile to begin with, understandably, because they're 22 years old. And the other thing we're all forgetting, too, is Kyrie is the smartest basketball, self-proclaimed basketball genius. He knows way more than the media. And quite frankly, I mean, Steve Bolpet was um, covering his father playing BC. I mean, like, he's insulting people. He's 26 years old, dude. Like, come on. One thing is certain is I don't like LeBron, and there was all this drama circulating around LeBron every single year, and he would – he would fuel it. He'd fuel it. But LeBron, besides 2010, the dude played his ass off, and he, won, he, he went to eight straight finals around that rumor and gossip mill. And Kyrie couldn't block it out for, one, for four months this season. That's my last take on this. My last take, honestly, is that if Danny brings him back, I'm a, it's a clean slate. Um, I will be I will be a Kyrie guy. I'm going to cover way less games this year, so I could be more of a fan. And I will be cheering him on whole, wholeheartedly and rooting for him. If he goes to Brooklyn anywhere else, I'm going to troll him. Not that he cares, although he does read every single tweet. He's a whore for the media. But I'm going to bust. I'm going to troll every Kyrie fan on Twitter, all except for you, John, all freaking season <laughs> next year because he is going. He's going to implode. Yeah, he's going to implode. He will. You know, I mean, he's got such a small circle. He lets no one in it, and no one even knows who's giving him advice. But whoever it is, they're really bad. Really yeah. bad. I, I just, like, I, I just want to say one more thing. One more thing about yeah. uh, the New York media. Yeah, I mean, the New York media has some of the biggest weirdos in sports media. Bondi, Berman. I mean, New York media is a strange group. And ISO is not even really there on the day-to-day now, so – not really. What about the whole other aspect of it? I mean, it's a weird group. Uh, yeah. I live in New York. I got to read it all the time, and it is out there. I mean, it's really strange. They're vicious, though, right? I mean, they come off with these takes that sometimes aren't even substantiated. I mean, like I, you, that's what I'm trying to say. I think you're in agreement. You said the same thing is if he couldn't handle the Boston media, which was extremely fair and forgiving – how the hell is he going to handle it? It, it, it? It's not a far drive to Brooklyn from Manhattan. I mean, how's he going to handle the New York media if he goes to Brooklyn or the Knicks? Because they are not the only going thing is to the win. national. The national guys are more like Stephen A. in New York and Keller. I mean, those guys are in New York, so those. Is that, I mean, that's who will be there backing Kyrie up on an everyday basis. 
That's where you're going to get a little oh, break. Oh, I don't know. That. I think those are the guys that have fueled a lot of this, man. I mean, I think the Stephen A's of the world are the ones that are – he's taking stuff that, that those guys are saying and criticizing him. The Nick Wrights, these guys who, you know, they're, they're entertainers. Again, they're not journalists. So he's taking those things and then transferring his aggravation and frustration to the people – he's relating the people he sees every day on the beat with those guys. Uh, See, but I think, what I think Wright and Stephen A. Smith, I think they were – I think they gave Kyrie a pass this year. Oh, I don't know about that. I think it's. I mean, think about it. I mean, the AD stuff and all that. I mean, that was that was planted with with that was started with those guys. I mean, I Stephen A. had his fingerprints all over that to get Bayless. I mean, these guys, you know, and again, they're, they're entertainers. I, I'm not criticizing them. They're entertainers. I mean, I I think they're very good at what they do. But he can't handle it, and he can't also cannot in a free agency year where he wants to make big bucks. He cannot attack them because it's not as contained. Well, I think he, th- he thought a lot of this stuff was going to be contained or I-, I don't know. But the fact that it, it was being talked about in China says a lot. You know? So Kyrie, man, a lot of growing up to do. You know, I never hit the biggest shot in NBA Finals history like you did. But, you know, I also yeah. am not the type of person yeah. that's going to behave the way you have, you behaved. And I'm I'm just really 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 supremely disappointed in and and you know what John the feelings that you're gonna have when he leaves is how I feel right now I feel like I put, not that it matters I'm not a big shot but I put my ass on the line just constantly backing this dude and you know by the end of the season I was like give me it back with the broken hip like I don't care anything is better than this hell I don't want to hear my own fans. <laughs> booing the garden out every single night. And then, you know, you go out to a bar and it's like, oh, how like they just hate this guy. And I, you know, I'm proud of that, to be honest with you. Like there's the people on Twitter who are like, oh, you know, it's Boston fans, the Boston media, they're, they're going to run them right out of town. It's guys like, you know what, if, if he's that soft and that fragile, you better, I don't want him here. You know, these I, fans well, expect the I, best. I, yeah. And I, and I, and we're gonna wrap on this, um, and so thanks, right. thanks for calling in. Um, I, yeah, I, thanks, I, yeah, no, thank you, really appreciate it. Um, yes. I, you know, I think that the issue is to me is that like, you know, he has he has definite things that he should be responsible for, and and I as you and you've heard me say it, right? I mean, there's, there's his conduct is not exemplary. It was not great leadership. No, I give it you a lot of credit. Down on that, right? So that's yeah, that's right, I, I see all credit. that. Right. Yep. But, but, um, I think he, I think that we in this media environment that we're in, um, and in Boston in particularly, and that those guys, the Felger Mazes and the Stephen A's, they shape the conversation. They shape how, how listeners think and act and respond. Maybe not the bulk of people on Twitter. I mean, not the, not the, I think the engaged and enlightened folks. But I think that they trigger. Now you have a different experience than what those people do. You have a, you have an experience. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's it's yeah. different. But but for the for those for those folks, right? They're taking what what they're hearing from from those sources, and it may jive with where you're going. It may not. But I feel like you have those guys are not getting. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of blame to go around for this Celtic season. I think that Kyrie bears a good part of it, majority of it, whatever. Um, but I also think that Kyrie Irving. Oh, did you say majority? Go ahead. 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 
Kyrie Irving is a necessary piece if they want to win a title in the next three to five years. And if they don't and have him, sell their soul. you know what? They sell as if they. I, I don't know. I, I often think to myself, maybe Red Auerbach sold the soul of the devil for the twenty-two years of hell. And you know what I mean? If, if they can actually pull yeah. it together and win a championship, you know, I, I I'd be the happiest guy in town. I'd be the first to say, thank God I was wrong. But you know what? I, I never heard such silly. Not criticizing you, John, because it's not just you. I just never heard such silliness. Chalker and Maz, I, I would probably tell you they never met Kyrie Irving. Why do sure. they make a difference? I didn't see them at one game. Not one. The, I mean, I, they, they're entertainers. That's, I know, but they have the biggest listenership of anybody in Boston, right? So everyone's that's listening. Not, I, I, don't, I don't know that that's even true. I mean, I think uh, I, I, well, I number one in the market. Think, Afternoon drive. In the radio market, right. right. Sure. I can but, see that. That's I mean, what I'm saying you know they have they have all the options in the world. They, they have they have a huge megaphone, and and they do they shape conversation of what people think about players, about teams, about whatever. And I mean the the term green teamer came from Felger and Matt. And came everyone from uses Felger, it. Right? I know that. I it's, use it all the time. A, it's an epithet. But it's I not, agree with it's it. Not, I think you're being a green well, teamer right now. You're being a Kyrie teamer. I think. Maybe. You're maybe not, so. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to let uh, – I'm, I'm going to see the full context of the year. I'm not going to let a portion of the year impact what I think the ultimate goal is, which is win a, to win a championship. I've seen for 15, well, 16 years, really, I've been writing about the Celtics, following the Celtics, talking about the Celtics. Yeah. And I, I've, yep. I've done this, and I see over and over and over again the overreactions that – that subset of media personalities have inflicted upon the city of Boston and have turned people against Danny Ainge, against players on the team, against Paul Pierce. Oh, Paul Pierce is immature. Get him out of here because he's kind of that. That sort he of was. stuff. He he was immature, but get rid of him? No, of course not. No, you know, and I that, not get rid of him. But, Kyrie, but here's the thing: I say, John, he's got to figure I it agree out. Agree with you. I agree with you. Paul Pierce didn't allow. I mean, maybe at times he did, but it didn't. I never seen a player crumble uh, against a shock jock the way he has. But the truth of the matter is, I come from Pennsylvania, and until I moved up here, I never even knew what Felger and Maz sounded like. You know what Felger and Maz were to me? They were the callers on the post game show who would call and bitch about Felger and Maz. I tell my my EP that he he worked for CSN for how many twenty years? I say, listen, man, outside of the market. Nobody knows who these guys are. Like, I had never even heard of Lou Merloni, right? The only one I knew was the Big O because he'd do games once in a while, right? So it's not as big as everybody in town thinks it is. Yes, here maybe it is, but I'm going to tell you something. Like if you look at a nas- on a national level, I don't think there's very many people in L.A. who are, Celt- that are Celtics fans who put too much credence in Felger and Maz. I never wa- lit- heard Felger. I never heard Maz's voice until I moved up here three years ago. Sure. So sure. I just don't agree with that. And I, and I also, you know, that goes, it's, again, I know we want to wrap, but again, it goes, it didn't start, it wasn't invented with Kyrie Irving. Why is Kyrie Irving the exception that allow, he is allowed to get, uh, allow these people to affect his personality, his leadership's yeah. abilities, and his play on the court. I mean, Charles Barkley took a beating every night. Kevin McHale took a lot. Max, he was hated. You know, he's, his number's up in the rafters. I mean, this is not new. LeBron, uh, I beat up LeBron. Kobe, it's been going on forever. It, it's been going on since the invention of the printing press. Why does everybody think it's just Kyrie and poor Kyrie? I don't know because he's, he's soft. 
and he's he's not thick skinned, and he's just you know. So if if Danny brings him back, I hope. And the other thing is, this is the last thing I'm gonna is gonna annoy the fuck over the hell out of you is, uh, I I I I'm scared of Anthony Davis. Like everybody's like, oh please get AD. Right. I mean. Like I'm, I'm scared of him. I don't know. He's first of all, he's not one. He's been injury prone, and he, his father, he's come out and said he doesn't want to play here. Why are we bringing up Forson? I okay. I don't want to date X Y Z, but I'm gonna. She's gonna force me to date. I mean, it's basically what this whole season felt like. You know, the couple that is ready to have a divorce or whatever, and they're trying to force each other to get along. I don't want another one of that. Another season of speculation. You know. Just cut your losses. I think they have a good team to build around. With I think I really do with Jalen and Jason. I think it's gonna it'll turn. They're not gonna be championship contenders, but Danny will figure it out. I really trust them, and 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 I trust them so much that I'll give Kyrie another chance if I if he does decide that they want to work together again, which they're not going to. And and if they if they decide to go that way, I mean that's that's a perfectly reasonable response to say, look, I I don't I don't trust that I can keep Anthony Davis here. Uh, you know, it's not it's not worthwhile for us, and we should pivot to something else. I I, I can but understand John. that that point of view, but but the issue is is that this is about winning championships, and without Kyrie Irving and without Anthony Davis, we're not going to win championships for a long time. And well, you know, years we can there. say it's it's about you know it's about the pride and it's about Celtics and it's about the way the right way to be done but if that's the way the game is played you got to play the game and as much as i don't like it and i you know i abhor the way that this season has gone in the nba and it needs to be fixed if that's the way the game is played i don't know what you can't sit on the sidelines and and wait for it to get fixed you know and i feel like no, the Celtics yeah, have got to play ball they've got the assets they got to play ball they're this close away Matt. from having among the most talented team, if not the most talented team, if KD leaves, you know, Golden State, and you're gonna th- and and you're gonna throw it away because Kyrie was well, no, weird. I, I, and I, 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 I'm not I saying know, you're I, saying I, I, that. I'm just saying that that that's a conversation. You know, I don't want Kyrie mm-hmm. here, so we'll give it up. That to me is not yeah. okay. You know, if we don't want him here because we don't think he's ever gonna change and he's gonna have something else mentally is going to break down on him the next time out. Okay. I could buy that. He doesn't want to be here. I can buy that. I just can't say (laughs) I don't want him because, um, you know, he was, he was, he was a prick to the media, which frankly he was. I'm not saying that's not not my, I mean, that you're right. I'm trying to to distill it down. That's all I'm saying. I'm trying to distill it down. Yeah. Not nice. Yeah. And I gotta say like, (laughs) if I, if, if I get that impression, um, <clears throat> it's not necessarily – I didn't convey myself well because the media is his uh, sounding board to the fans of that and social media, right? So it's not much about that. All I can tell you is before this past – the last four months, I think everybody, including yourself, had a strong belief that if AD came to Boston, he'd embrace the culture. And the culture would be – once they get here, Danny could get them here. Once they're here, they don't want to leave because it's – just such a great culture and i don't know about you but i can't say i'm confident that that's the case right now because of Kyrie irving that's where i'll close i'm not at all worried about the culture here i'm worried about whether or not rich paul is going to give two you know what about that and i saw a great a great uh clip from and i hate to say it 
from the the Skip Bayless show where there was a reporter who covered oh, his chiro. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that, but she's covered she covered AJ. You know, and, and yeah, no, I didn't like, see it. I just think it's great. You're talking about Skip. It's just hilarious. Yeah, go ahead. You know, but it yeah. was it was it was like, look, he, you know, this is this guy changed completely overnight. Like he was the most honest and upfront and great. I mean, he was the type of guy that you and I, you know, as you were talking about what Celtics pride is all about. Like fits right into that. And everything we've What's seen from him for the last fans? six months has been not that. It's been right out of the LeBron playbook, right out of the Rich Paul playbook. And so yep. that's what scares me. There's the if I was getting the yeah. Anthony Davis of more than six months ago, I would have no concerns. I would trade Tatum. As much as I love Tatum, I do guy. I would trade Tatum. I would get him here, and I would think I could get him to sign. With Rich Paul in the game. What do you think now? Now we're now we're yeah. back into into all this nonsense that you and I don't want to see the team go through. But if that's where we are, that's where we are, you know. And if you get Kyrie here, mm. I think you do get AD to stay. I really do. So. Well, if you it's get Kyrie to stay, I mean, if he, here's the thing, John. I mean, we got to wrap it up. What's the score of the Bruins game, by the way? One nil. What is this? One nothing Bruins. No, no. Uh, yeah, we better wrap. But uh, so I guess uh, yeah, this really is the last thing. Um, I don't. I I feel like the only way we all have peace of mind and the culture is salvaged if Danny can swing bringing Kyrie back and getting AD there is if Kyrie does not sign a one and one. If he signs a deal that's you know a three year with an option, okay, I, I'm all in because now it's you have somebody who's giving. It's got to be fair. It's a business. So they got somebody who's given a little and taken a little. But if he signs a one-on-one, he's basically intending to do another deal like he did this year, and only this time he's going to have a cohort who's much, much, much more powerful than Jason Tatum, who was, uh, you know, on his binky all year long. That's my take. So anyway, this well, was fun, I, John, and we did it in hey, a rational way. It was way. good. This was a good time, you know. Maybe we, maybe we should have our own show, you know. Just oh man, no! <laughs> Are you kidding me? I could never sit in just a pull of shoes. Justice Are you kidding me? Like... <laughs> I could never. I have had so much fun. I have wa- listened to you guys more now because there's so many shows that I have to screen, and like you guys, I always know are professional and great. But now with the YouTube cuts, like those like four five minute cuts, I'm like addicted. I'm waiting. Like I, I literally am texting John. When is CSL? getting released i'm not even listening to the podcast i'm li- i'm looking for those three and four minute cuts because i've never heard you two disagree as much as you have this year you guys have disagreed a lot over the years lot. we've yeah, you know we've disagreed this is the most this year we've disagreed and, and it's a lot of it's about Kyrie, and it's about jalen and it's about look this has been yep. the most fractious year in the celtics in, in my years of following the Celtics. i started watching the team in the 86 i'm 40 years old yep. Eighty-six yep. was the year that I started. We went all in, and this is mm-hmm. this is the worst the fractious. I mean, we knew we were bad yeah. in ninety-seven. We knew we were bad in in ninety-six, and we knew that you, knew, you know ninety-seven no was a tough year. But you knew yep. what you were getting into. This year yep. was the first time expectations were not met. And, and while I certainly read everything about the eighty-three team and the eighty-two, uh, you know, and all that. This was the first time in Celtics history, in my Celtics history of watching this team, it was tough. And so I, I, I totally understand your point of view and, and the concerns, the deeper concerns. I just, I don't want to see them throw away a chance at a championship. And I think they've got a good one. 
if they were somehow able to make this work. But unfortunately, talent yeah, on paper is not talent on the court, and that's that I've never the seen that. I have never seen that hold true uh, more than this year. I thought originally, you know, that original Miami team, right, where they didn't gel. This year, I've never seen anything a more a bigger waste of of, of talent. And God forbid he goes to Brooklyn, man, everything goes full circle, and Danny's not quite the red hour back we thought he was. He still yeah. has to make the same deal. But in the end, Kyrie ends up in Bro- – I mean, what's the irony of that? Kyrie ends yeah. up in Brooklyn. And so I think we could wrap on that because we keep going all night. And uh, We could. Well, maybe we'll do it again after free agency, man, you know? You know what? We're going to keep going on this on Twitter too. So follow oh, yeah. us if, if you don't already, at yep. CSL yep. underscore Duke. Uh, you're at CLNS. CLNS underscore Nick. I copied off you all these years. Oh my God. I copied off you all these years. And let me tell you something. The minute we hang up, John, the minute we hang up, I am going to turn on the Bruins game and then I'm going to go on Twitter and say, yo, Don Quixote and all you guys that all of a sudden suddenly appeared and became Celtics fans out in Las Vegas, where were you? Because I gave you an opportunity to beat the shit the hell out of me and uh, you didn't even show up. So. That's great. So don't troll me on Twitter where you can't get anything more than, you know, small. I can't, I can't even keep track of the, the conversations, John. I don't know who's saying what because it's no. so, you know, so I'm not going to troll. I have right a hard now. time so, following as well, and I'm not in it as you are. So it's – we no, got Sam in San Diego. I got Sam in San Diego already saying, please post this ASAP. So, Sam, we're working on it. As soon as I hit this done, and we'll, we'll get going. You can listen. You guys can all listen to this and – uh Hopefully it's good stuff. So maybe I'll put it on YouTube tomorrow so we could get blasted in the comments there too. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. That's fun, man. I don't mind it. Blast me. Call me fat. It's all good. <laughs> all right, John. This is great. Go good Bruins. Stuff. And uh, yeah, I hope the Bruins pull this for we need this. So uh, this is great, and uh, I hope our conversation is more positive and definitive in July when we talk. Oh, let's hope. Let's hope we got some good stuff moving ahead. Nick, thanks again. Everybody, thanks for tuning in and listening to the podcast or whatever it is, whichever format you're listening to this to. Uh, we really appreciate it. And, uh, hey, you know, heck, check out YouTube.com backslash CONS. You know, just CONS, media. right? CONS Media, oh, right? CONS Media, yeah. Go on yeah. the app. Find it on the website. Uh, yeah. Go on the website. Go John, everywhere. You know what, John, I give you so much credit for all these plugs that you're giving us. But, the, you know, at, at this point – F it. Just F type it. in Google CLNS Media or Google Just Celtics Google Live. It. There's only one out there. Just Google there it. Go. We'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Bye. Thanks, Bye. John. Later. Anytime. See ya.